0: Cold pull, 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 pull. Cold pop. <laughs> oh,
1: pop. got a live Pop! here b <laughs> b <Yeah. laughs> <That was laughs> What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert, that's the name of the show. It's episode 786. I'm going to drink this beer. Wherein we will review some of this past week's comics, as well as uh, some fun meanderings that are pop culture related, hopefully. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA, It's a comic shop. Come to it and buy some comics. Joining me this now to this eve. No. This very now. This very now on top of this time. And Brian Lieb. What's up, nerds? Hey. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Great. My nose is itching. Every time we go live, my nose gets
2: real itchy. Uh, Maybe that's, um, it's, um, it's just a sense or it's, a. uh, uh, um. Psychosomatic reaction to being on camera. You just immediately you just think you're itching.
1: I have you're, yes. broken. I, you're broken. I have new. Yeah. I have new lighting, so now I'm trying to figure out where to put the mic so that there's not a huge, mic, mic shadow.
2: I um I was watching a YouTube video not too long ago. Um, it was it was a really good essay, a video essay. Um, yeah. And other people. Somebody that was complaining about the thesis of the video had mentioned that, like, blah, 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 that guy with bisexual lighting in his video. And that's what you have. It's like nice. the, the sweet hue of a uh, neon hue. And, and he kept, in his, like, bitchy video, he kept calling it bisexual lighting. I was just like, I mean, okay. It's uh,
0: a lot like the lighting in Loki, I'll be honest with you. And bisexual lighting? Do, I mean... Yeah. He's
2: pretty bisexual, yeah, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. I very much is, about, I am,
2: is he bi or poly? Or not poly. Oh. Um, um, Every sexual.
0: is interested in Everything. at least two genders. Yeah, yeah there you go. Cool. Yeah,
1: pansexual. Yeah. Thank you. Pansexual. That's the guy. Uh, well, I am not bisexual so far. So your lighting is. I'll still. I'll Literally. take it. I like it. <laughs> um, that's so funny. What a weird. And it was like supposed to be an insult.
2: Yeah. Ugh, was a, which was the funnier part? Yeah. Uh, what are you guys uh, drinking, probably anyway, you in your ass. Uh, water. I'm hydrating got a tonight. Water on myself too. Yeah. Uh, do you, you yeah. want to admit what you're drinking? Oh, I will
1: freely admit. My favorite summertime uh, beverage is Bud Light Lime. Uh, pretty much anything lime flavored, I will I'll drink it. Uh, normally I try mm. to I take like half of the Bud Light Lime and I mix it with lemonade. So I've got a nice little shandy going. Um, but I didn't have time. I was running behind, so I just grabbed a Bud Light from the fridge. Bud Light Lime. That's never, a shandy. I never drink. Yeah. I never drink Bud Light, but I will always drink Bud Light Lime.
0: I, okay, so that's a shandy, the lemonade and beer together? That's what that is? Uh, mm, mm.
2: Oh, no? Uh, I don't know enough. Yeah, it's fine. Thanks. I don't know. I don't know I know I don't know enough to just be like, no, yes, I, I don't I don't know.
1: It's that was my beer. understanding of a shandy yeah. is like uh, like a
0: juice mixed like with an a beer. Arnold Palmer with beer instead of tea.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I thought I was more involved in that like during the brewing, not just mixing, but I don't know. maybe. Oh. I honestly never looked into it. I never. am not a beer connoisseur. <laughs> um, I don't care about beers.
1: Uh, I don't oh, yeah. equate any sort of masculinity with whatever beer you drink, although IPAs are bullshit and should be cast from the earth.
2: I mean, there's there's That's two bad. really good IPAs. Nope. Of, of all, there are two really <laughs> good IPAs. Yeah. What are they? Uh, it's um, uh, Dirt Wolf and Hazy All Day. That's it. Just the two. Just the two that aren't gross. Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, Robert Monroe says, I like that low-key lighting, JD. Thank you. Nice.
2: nice. And Cold Pop Podcast responded, Thanks, Robert. Apparently it's bisexual. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> Apparently it's bisexual. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Apparently, Robert. It's bisexual.
1: Apparently it's bisexual. it's <laughs> bisexual. Um, Robert Monroe Jr. says, <laughs> Good evening, Cold Poppers. What did you get last week? I've just started picking up comics regularly again. On Sunday, I got Blood Syndicate 2, Manor Black 3, Naomi 4, and Nubia, Queen of the Amazons 1, uh, Ra- Radiant Black 15, and Aquaman Andromeda. I also found a copy of Killadelphia 1 on the shelf. Couldn't believe there was one still hanging around. Killadelphia 1 was great, but I didn't keep up. I wonder if it's still good. I didn't either. I read the first uh, volume for Book Club, and then that's it. That's as far as I got.
2: Ditto. Uh, yeah. I I got the first, the first volume and was just like, it's solid, but never continued. I think I did. I, I think I didn't care for the art as much. Like the story was good, but the art wasn't Alexander. doing it for me. Yeah.
1: Oh, and Todd Engel says hello. I usually try Facebook, but trying this podcast hasn't started yet. Oh, that was back at nine twelve. It has started. <laughs> Hi. You wouldn't know it because we're not talking about comics yet. The comics. The read. podcast has
0: started. The broadcast it's, has begun. Yes.
2: Um. Okay, what did hi. You guys, what did we, what? Hi. I didn't know if you were going to answer the question fully. He said, what did you guys pick up this week? What did you read last week? Oh, that's Anything was a aside from uh, what was assigned to you, Brian? No. Not no? Not did he, any time to read anything other than what was assigned to you? Uh, yeah, what, what are you reading in general? Yeah.
1: I started The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald.
0: Oh, oh not indeed. comments. Indeed.
1: Nice. Um, and, uh, gosh, uh, that's, nope. That's it.
0: All right.
1: How is Everything how else is, is for the show.
0: Doing thus far.
1: Good. Uh, I forgot how, um, how it's written. It's written in such a way that I find myself with my ADHD rereading lines mm. over and over again.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. saw a uh, passage from it printed on the side of like a construction site, you know how they wrap them sometimes in art or whatever. Uh, in New York City, and I read it, and I was like, oh, that that was good, and then I noticed that it was from, I don't remember if it was The Great Gatsby, but it was definitely F. Scott Fitzgerald, and uh, I was like, wow, it sounds very modern, even, you know, and I find that to be particularly interesting and impressive when an author can go a very long time and still have something that they wrote sound like it could have been written today.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah isn't isn't it isn't it it's in third person which is it's like the best ex, or it's like the only example popular example that people have of uh fiction that's written in third person because most of the time third person is omniscient but it's not omniscient i believe mm-hmm. right it's the uh it's the reporter character speaking in third person about gatsby mm-hmm. or something like it's it's done in it's almost like um there's a distance between the narrator and the subject which is not mm. normal in fiction or there's not many like good examples of it being done well. Mm.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Um Robin Rameau says I'm drinking Elysian's Contact Haze ha- Contact Haze Hazy IPA, quite tasty. And so you were talking Angle. shit about his beer. I was sorry. It should be heated into the sun. I read Primordial graphic novel today, and it's maybe my favorite of everything Jeff Lemire has written. I have not read Primordial. Did anyone else hear? We read the first issue
2: together. Did we? What was it about? Ah. Animals in Space.
0: They came back. Oh,
1: that's right. Oh, the, monkey, the guy. The monkey. The dog. And
0: the... Yes. That was yeah. cool.
1: We did like that. That's true.
0: That was really yeah. good. Yeah. That reminded me of the Primordial's. Not the story, just the name when Todd Engel brought it up just now. <laughs> the um, 1990s comic about, I believe, intelligent or anthropomorphic uh, alien animals, uh, written, at least co written by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I've never heard of that. That's cool. Yeah, it did not last very long. It was, I saw it once when I got it. I'm not sure I've ever seen another coffee anywhere else, um, but uh, I was into it. Nice. Uh,
2: I think, uh, like to segue into the the one letter we have. Um, speaking uh, of Jeff Lemire, he's do have a doing he's doing. Um, he had a new comics come out this past week, but it was an original graphic novel. I didn't have a chance to read it. Uh, the passageway, which I guess him and Andri- Andrea Sorrentino are doing a series of graphic novels that'll all kind of align with each other, maybe like two a year or something. And this is the first one. Huh. So, um, I believe, uh, St. Saucy read it and oh, well, sent his We do review. have an
1: email from St. Saucy and it's oh, called wait. do a powerbomb slash the passage. So I didn't get to make the trip to Chicago due to my car needing work and a tattoo appointment next Monday. That's going to run about $750 minimum. I was able to order the exclusive covers online, though. I really enjoyed the first issue of Do a Powerbomb! I have theories on the identity of Cobra Sun that I'm curious to see if you share. Uh, As for the passage, I liked it. I'm sure I'll read the rest of this Bone Orchard mythos as it comes out, but I'm not sure why it had to change its format through the series. I still say that Andrea Sorrentino is carrying Lemire to greatness with their art. Chris St.
2: Saucy, night. How do you guys feel about Andreas Sorrentino? Nope. Not for me. I nope. do not like it. Right? I, it's just photo references with some filters, right? Like, it's it's yes. not terrible. I just... I It's, like, serviceable. Like, the best it's yeah. been is just serviceable. So... It
1: reminds me of, um... Alex Maliv. When he was... When he traces photographs.
2: Uh, well, I actually like Maliv more. But...
1: Well, Maliv... Yeah. Maliv can, um he can, what's the word? Improvise. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. He can improvise. Like he, he starts with a basis of like drawing over photographs, but he's able to improvise. Um, I have seen him draw from scratch without improvise, without, um, tracing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I haven't seen Andrea Sorrentino. He's only had that style. I've ever, ever seen that style from that person. That's yeah, I it's see, fine. It's fine. It's fine.
2: Like it. it's, it services the books. Well, I like, I like Gideon false is it. And, yeah. um, Primordial, It's like, it's fine. But, um, the statement of Sorrentino is bringing Lemire's work to new heights. I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know if I, he's, I'm sorry, describe. he's carrying Lemire to greatness. Oh, oh, that's, uh, that's even I worse. I feel like Lemire, love him or hate huh. him. And I'm like super lukewarm on Jeff Lemire in general. Yeah. Um, He's pretty fucking prolific. I don't know if anybody's carrying him anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Man's doing his own work for sure. Yeah. Um, Anywho. He's got a new book every other week. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Chris. And Todd Engel said, uh, as a member of the LGBT community, both DC Pride and the Wiccan Hulkling are so focused on kissing and pairing up. Give me Midnight and Apollo, but maybe I am just old. So what I'm taking from that." is that he wants more action-based storytelling with relationship stuff a little in the background. More like uh, early Peter Parker, MJ, Gwen, you know, like, oh, we've got our, our monthly adventure, but then there's also some will-they-won't-they they in the background kind of stuff. That's the way I'm taking that. Um, and I'd, I feel like that's kind of true. I do feel like a lot of the... Pride stories are mostly about the relationship stuff, but of course, it's a Pride series. The whole th- the whole thing is about relationship, right? So like, Pride itself is about relationships. Um, but I I, 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 you, I I had said you should check out the Tim Drake Pride issue because that is an overarching story just that just happens to coincide with him coming out as bisexual.
2: Yeah, I have a. I I kind of I kind of agree. Like, um, we'll talk. About, we're we're reviewing Hellclan and Wiccan and Tim Drake, so we'll talk more in detail about it. But mm-hmm. I am getting the this. They do all feel like it's not that they're only focused on the relationships. Their relationship comics, you could take them or leave them as they go, but they mm-hmm. never really. They never. They don't seem to actually explore the relationship part. It's just all surface level, or it's. they don't have enough time to go more than surface level. Right. So like we read Bolero, which was like the best representation of other than same or like of, of same sex and, and intersectional uh, relationships. Shit. When the book didn't focus on that is when it got really weird and boring. It was like, that was like the best part and it was gayer than gay. So it's not that it's the, the LGBTQ part. It's just, it seems like these quick anthologies are either they don't have the space to actually tell a story that just involves LGBTQ or it's just surface level. Cause we've got five pages go. So it just feels like, okay. I mean, it's, it's YA, it's for teens. It's not really like meaty. There's nothing on the bone, right? Yeah.
0: No, it I may agree. also just be the stories that those writers wanted to tell, you know, they, I may have chosen all chosen to tell that kind of story. Um, mm-hmm each individually, you know, without any sort of overarching mandate. I mean, not mandate, like it's from somebody on high, uh, higher up in the company, just without a, a designated theme. Um, but it, or it might also just be that that theme kind of suggests a romantic pairing to a variety of people, you know, to many people.
1: You know, what? Well, I like um, to about Spider-Man. Uh, I was talking about Spider-Man, Peter Parker, just a little bit ago. And he's usually who I go to if there's like a comment section where there's like a pride comment section and people are getting fucking diddle-dicky about it. Um, Like, oh, were you this upset when Peter was dating MJ and Gwen and Betty and, you know, all this other stuff. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. keep keep romance out of comics. We just want to read good stories. And I'm like, okay, go back to reading Spider-Man where he has multiple people he's dating. Um, So um, what I would like to see, you know, if we're talking about characters who are bi, like uh, Tim or... Cal um I'm sorry son of kal John Kent I wouldn't mind something like that where it's like a Peter Parker early Peter days right where he's got two love interests why not one girl is a love interest the guy's a love interest and yeah. just make it
2: part of the story like the overarching story theme like that like Peter wasn't said, wasn't that a thread that we were on like I, I think I was on that with social media with you where um somebody was not complaining about Somebody was actually very positive about Superman, Son of Kal-el, and how it's a great book, but they refused to read it because they still disagree with aging up John. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, uh, like that get ship over is still, Just fucking get over it. Um, there are people but, who still
1: are like, I don't read. I haven't read Spider-Man since yeah. one brand new day. I'm like get get over whatever. it. That was like 15 years ago.
2: And yeah, it does. Like it was. It was kind of stupid in general. But um, they. Despite themselves, find themselves really, really enjoying the book and don't understand why people are, have a big deal about it. His relationship status is not the most important part of the book, blah, blah, blah. But then it was just like, yeah, but I bet you this Jay kid, this Jay Nakamura kid, he's going to end up being the villain because they keep seeding these like tropes throughout the issues of like, where's the turn happening, right? And I hope when that happens that everyone just won't freak out about it. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a that's a comic book trope in general where a new relationship is revealed to be something Mm. else however many issues in whatever deal you make out of it is what the deal that's going to get made like i don't think it'll be a whole like the book has been so thoughtful up until now i don't think it's going to become like a gay erasure thing it's just comic books right like relax that doesn't seem like a tom taylor move yeah i it's it was Uh, just so move.
1: And Todd says in the in the comments here, there is more to being LGBT than just pairing up. The whole thing about coupling up is actually heteronormative. This is true. Well, is it true?
0: Yes. I mean, that is certainly an overriding thing that happens across many societies, but there are many heterosexual expressions that do not involve pairing up. You know what I mean? Arguably, even in our current society, where people... Have casual sex without long-term commitment. You know what I mean. But I'm thinking about more like I think other societies. With what's that?
2: I think statistically, it's more the norm than uh, variations. Like it doesn't doesn't like just it doesn't remove the existence of other styles right. or types of relationships or couplings so much as I mean we were all kind of raised raised this the last couple yeah. of generations have been raised at the the normative of coupling up and and partnering, in general, well, in fact, I only like a, man and I mean, woman
1: only man and women could get married,
0: up until sure. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean yet. that pairing up is like inherently heteronormative or normatic.
2: The way that the way that, that it's being know. depicted in a lot of comics, it is it is just kind of a same sex heteronormative trope. I, like hetero I don't think I don't think people is, pair up. Yeah, I don't think Todd is saying that only. Yeah straight people couple up in a heteronormative kind of way. Just that these comics, these stories, they're so surface level. They seem to only swap gender or swap, you know, genders or sexual orientations with the normal heteronormative like tropes or
0: norms of Hmm. modern comics. Oh no. I was saying more like, I don't think pairing up in monogamous pairs is heteronormative. You know, I'm saying that like, there are many, many other expressions of, heterosexual behavior, both in our society and in other societies, and even so, even if it is statistically greater, it's only been that way for a drop in the bucket compared to all of human existence that, you know, I just think it's unwise to even look at that as heteronormative. Of course, on the other side, I know various LGBT people who are paired up, you know, uh, and have known many LGBTQ couples in my lifetime that have paired up because they wanted to pair up. Yep.
1: I think where we're at right now, as far as storytelling is concerned in pop culture with the, um, the queer community, is we're just, we're just now scratching the surface of it, and all of the stories are mostly about the fact that they're queer. Um, that's at the forefront of mm-hmm. the story. Because we're mm-hmm. trying to make headway into making mm-hmm. it a, um, a a more normalized piece of story, right? So, like, mm-hmm. we're just we're dipping our toes in right now, and as things go on further and further, that's where I'm hoping we'll get to things like what I was saying earlier about a, a, a character who's by actually dating both sexes or mm-hmm. you know
2: both genders at the same time. Yeah, and two other genders, like, I should say. I am I am cognizant of. So the, the normalizing and, and just, like, representation matters, just period. I love these initiatives. But um, I'm starting to get to the point, uh, my readership, I'm starting to get to a point where these stories aren't really for me anymore because they're they're more for, they haven't gotten past scratching the surface, and I've read so many, right? So, right. like, I want I want to read, like, so we're going to talk about Huckling and, uh, and Wicked later. That was, that, to me, that's a perfect example of, like, It's very twee. It's cute. It's sentimental. It's just, what if we dated someone else? It's just like it's a, it's a, a trope in other romantic romance comics that have happened a million times. And no matter what the orientation of those people, I still wouldn't like. It wouldn't matter to me, right? So, like, I still wouldn't enjoy reading it because it's just like it's a rom com. I I don't care. I was actually going to make because because all that stuff matters. But real quick before that, because all that stuff matters, I feel. I feel a certain way about critiquing it and not wanting to be misinterpreted. Right. Like I am not a fan of this type of story. This narrative didn't do anything for me, but, but I recognize it's important that we are fucking getting these comics. So it's like, be better. Just be better. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, Robert Monroe Jr. said, uh, having superheroes
1: hanging out in bathhouses, having casual hookups would be a bit much for a lot of people. I had a similar thought, or actual earlier, because I had watched a movie, when we were just talking about this now, um, different types of relationships and whether or not pairing up is heteronormatic. Is that the word? I've never heard that one. Um, But uh, I watched a movie this week, which we're doing for movie club next Tuesday, called
2: Fire Island.
1: Fire Island. And that was one of the most delightful romantic comedies I have seen in the last couple of years, but I'm not entirely sure that sort of relationship is ripe for mainstream big two superhero storytelling where they, you know, they go to a place specifically to hook up. Um, cause you don't really see that with a lot of hetero comics. Is like people just hooking up with each other, right? You know, that's not a. It's usually like a romance of some sort, not like. The- yeah, they've got to
0: specifically be that character. And even those characters are pretty rare. I, yeah, I was going to say go, just yeah. the idea of, of casual sex is not something that's in most uh, modern superhero yeah. comics. There's like a few. Like Iron sense Man, sense. sometimes Green Arrow, I think. Iron Man to him. Green
2: Arrow, I don't remember. Um, but yeah. I do remember. Um, uh, uh, She-Hulk was very sex-positive. Oh, it's true. Uh, it's true. And part of the story, though, was that people gave her real shade about that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good story. Um, yeah. uh, I would and, like to know oh, Barbara and, and, Jr. Oh, yes? Spider-Man and Black Cat. Like, during yeah, One More Day. People lost their shit hmm. when that happened. They were just hooking up and yeah. keeping hmm. masks on kind of thing. I was like, that's kind of
0: cool. Yeah. But people lost their shit, yeah. Should we I want to know like, if in these bathhouses... They have super like the towels that they have are the like influenced by their costumes, right? You know, like John you know, John Can has like a blue towel with a red Ken, gold I mean, stripe. Unless yeah. they
2: have a public persona mask on, mask off. There's so many questions. Like Yeah. yeah I'm thinking of it yeah. like
0: the Marvel swimsuit issues from the nineteen nineties. You mean from July uh,
2: of this year? I think they solicited some, <laughs> like they're doing Four it third, again. Yeah. Really?
0: Oh, well, like that. they're doing it again. They're <laughs>
2: they're, they're in the, like the new connect or the new catalog. Uh, Sweet, just, like then, yes, Batman the in a speedo with a fucking cowl. Yeah. yeah, I want like
0: a bat symbol on his <laughs> black and gray towel. You know. All right, or let's rogue. move on
1: to the comics. Do a power bomb number one from Image Comics, written and uh, uh, drawn by Daniel War- Warren Johnson. He who of did uh, he who of. He of <laughs> Wonder Woman Dead Earth fame as well as Murder Falcon fame, two of my favorite projects from the past couple of years. Lona Steelrose, who wants to be a pro wrestler but lives in the shadow of her mother's success before her. But everything changes when a wrestling-obsessed necromancer asks Lona to join the grandest and the most dangerous pro wrestling tournament of all time. So, uh this was great. I was, ver- I was very much looking forward to this because I like Daniel Warren Johnson quite a bit. And I'm not a big wrestling guy. I did like the Glow TV show. It's a shame that got canceled early. Uh, but I've never been a huge wrestling guy. And um, this was awesome. And of course, with all of the really kinetic artwork and all the big bombastic drawings, there's also a heart of gold. Um, this one, I, I should have known it was coming. Uh, but it still got me. Mm. And um, I, I really enjoyed this. And then the cliffhanger was awesome. I thought this was a really well done first issue. It set everything up the way it needs to be set up. The art is fantastic. And um, it, like I said, it's got heart. I really like this. What did
2: you think, Noel? Uh, I, same. This was the best thing I read this week. Um, it it was the same kind of energy as Murder Falcon. Um, he is... Daniel Warren Johnson has refined his like we've, we've been reading his stuff maybe the last like three or four years on and off and just been fans ever since, but it's getting better. It's still getting better. Um, The, his art has, is, you know, I mean, it hasn't plateaued, but it's just as strong as it was, but his storytelling is getting better. Um, uh, To answer St. Saucy's question about, do I have a, I didn't think for a second about the, the um, identity of the bad guy. i like yeah. it is, I, it wasn't even a nut hair of a consideration. Like I, yeah. I like I, it, there was so much going on in this book. I did not even think a mystery was necessary. He is just a baddie who didn't mean to do what he did. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, yeah.
1: I, I don't think he's a baddie at all. Um, I'm no, sorry. i don't think so. I didn't get that. He was bad at all. I, he was just her foil in the ring. Um, I yeah. imagine that they probably had beers the night before the show. Like I, I in the in the oh, wrestling world,
2: it's the husband.
1: That's what I thought, but the husband. Oh, I didn't was think
2: about in, it until right now.
1: The hu- No, the husband yeah. was in the the stands with the kid. No, the uncle was in
0: the stands. The uncle was. Oh, you're right. It yeah. is the
1: husband. Yeah. Ooh. Oh.
2: Yeah, so He
1: killed oh. his wife. He seems nah, so much larger. Than the hold husband. on. I don't buy that either. That is not the the response one has when he accidentally drops his wife and breaks her neck. I I didn't mean, like... Yeah. You're going to get more from that character than... I I didn't mean... You know what I mean? Like, he's not there. The kid jumps up and is like, Mom, wake up. Mom, wake up. Um, Uh,
2: Well, Batty or not, larger story or not, it is set up as the foil uh, because they do kind of, like, allude to him being part of the big tournament of the dead that she's about to be like a part of. So it's, it is going to be the foil. And then we'll probably like much like all of his other stories where he pulls the rug out from under you, like right before it ends, I'm sure there's a larger story to it, but I'm just, I'm just in for the ride. This was
0: fun as shit.
1: Yeah, man, this is great. Uh Brian.
0: Um. So i found, I also do not care about wrestling and I generally do not, Gravitate to stories about sports games, right. you know, um, because I don't care what happens in the real world. I definitely don't care what happens if the stakes are the game, which happens in a lot of stories. Um, now, if there's enough going on outside of the sports thing, I probably still won't gravitate to it. But I can, gravitate to it, but I can enjoy it if I happen to read it. Um, this one. I thought was good. His art was really good, but he's not drawing anything interesting, right? Like it's just some wrestling stuff that, right? So there's nothing cool looking like in so many of his other of his other pieces. I disagree. Or, <laughs> I, yeah? think even okay.
1: though, I think even though he's drawing just a wrestling match, this is the yeah. best looking wrestling match I've ever seen.
0: I yeah, I wouldn't it. I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> you know, I, the, I agree. I, but I, I mean, have, the subject matter.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you don't like. Yeah. Um, I I would I'd like to double down. Like um, I wouldn't even say it's the best wrestling match uh, of like I've seen. Just the the choreography from panel to panel to show me like to like get me into the action. I was actually like cheering and I found myself intentionally not. So I didn't. I read this physical, not digital. So mm. I mean, you could see peripherally the page to the right. Hmm. I found myself not inadvertently looking because I wanted to just like stay in the panels, which with other books I'll just like you know kind of gaze over and there's a reveal like cool whatever. But like this was so the choreography for those matches was so well done. I just can even I, just
1: look look at this no, page. That's really cool, yeah. Look at this page where it's just that's the cool. the mother and daughter laying in bed together. That's all that is happening there. They're having a conversation. And look at that middle page. That is masterful think, comic booking.
0: I love I that. I think that is probably the best page of the issue, or the so best panel good. of the issue. Like It's, it's really cool, especially mm-hmm. given what looks like it is going to be the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is another one that, you know, I brought it up last week. It's another first issue where the most interesting thing, interesting thing happens on the last page. I never um,
1: understand your, I will never, I need you to, to make that make sense to me.
0: It is a cliffhanger of a first issue.
1: Isn't that supposed to be the most interesting part of the book?
0: Okay, fair enough, yes. But the thing that the book is about is revealed in the cliffhanger of the first issue. Yeah. You know, right. I don't think that that was super common even a couple of years ago. Um, I think they would tend to put you into the world quicker, right?
2: I understood what you were saying last week because like there is a bad habit in modern comics and we read them all the time where they are rushing to the finale of the issue to just do like what they – it's almost like they reverse engineer the last page and it feels Ooh. inorganic. I, I am validating your comment about that there. Right. With this issue though, I, I feel like you're conflating the plot with what the book's about. Because what the book is about was revealed in the like, second page, uh, the bond between the mother and the daughter. And then it just kept validating that over and over again with her wanting to pretty mm. much repeat mm. her Excellent mother's point. life. Right? Yes. yes. The whole sure. supernatural mystical shit, yes, that's not yeah. revealed until the very, very end. But I think that's
0: plot, not the story. Does that mm. make sense?
2: Well, like, it this, does make this, sense. I, don't think it I
0: like plot. Um, but also, what was the synopsis? Right. The synopsis was Lona gets tossed into a
2: oh, well, battle That's a, that's of a the fucking other hook. World, right? That's not that's just a hook that like they write for solicitations. Right. Like how many times have we read sure shit that like wish didn't know that or
0: now it uh, may be also that I am just wearying of reading first issues and not like I never get to the next one, right? And that's I could get to the next one, but um you know, so I, I maybe just have been seeing a lot of the story getting rolling yeah. and then never going on with the story. Um, so maybe that's just a part of my reading habit. Right. Uh, it may also be that more modern writers write with an eye toward the trades, Yeah. Right. And if this was the first yeah. chapter in a however many page thing, then... I wouldn't think twice about it. I probably would have already read the next parts, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's been my, um, fucking soapbox
2: for years, guys. Like mm. why I still read com- some comics and issues and some comics and trades. Some are better in issues with the baked in time between and the way that they're constructed. Whereas some are like, yeah, I could, I this could pile up and I I'd enjoy it just as much. So, like, Kevin, I do think that there's a form function kind of scenario here.
1: Kevin says, I'm on Brian's side. That cliffhanger needed a little bit more setup for me, too.
0: Now, Kevin, I appreciate that. And yet right before that, I was going to recant a little bit as I thumbed through or uh, index fingered through this digital copy. And uh, you see that guy early on. Twice. The necromancer guy. And I was like, even when we saw him the first time, I was like, what's this guy all about? What's he? Uh, what's his stake in all yeah. of this? Um, there was that, and there was also—I uh, feel like there was something else, but that alone um, is enough to see it that, that something is going on.
1: And the fact that he's watched. So you see the big grinning face at the bottom of the of the page. The panel above yeah. it is he's watching it on a really old television with skulls uh, and nearby. Candles in the skulls. Oh, interesting. Yeah. skulls and bones uh, on his uh, on his entertainment system
0: (laughs) and you do get a few more than one page to be to be strictly fair to the book it's Mm -hmm. looking at it again it's three pages when he like makes his introduction Uh, well I want to be fair Um, oh oh, no
2: I was just I was going to say in general like stop speed reading
0: savor speed reading
2: I'm just saying like like uh, uh, plowing through like there's especially with Daniel Warren Johnson there's so much in every panel like, well, you
0: know, this is not always a uh, possibility. When one has a show at 9.05 <laughs> and one needs to read the book before that. <laughs> but uh, no, that was just in my mind.
2: Thursday to, to Monday. It was a busy weekend, man.
0: Every week, <laughs> offline conversation.
1: <laughs> um,
0: um, I, and well, I'll you tell you what, I did not see that coming when when – the mom is killed or or dies. Oh, good.
1: You didn't either? No, that was, all right. Not like, so, at all. Once it happened, I was like, that's so obvious. Of course that happened. No, well, I, mean, I was, I was, I I was into
0: it. I was about her. You know? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't... After it happened, it was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. But uh, I thought she was the main character of the story, you
1: know? Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. All right, good. I
2: felt well, finished. hey, she might still be there in That's, true. The after- well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a like, That's true in the yeah, afterlife. So, yeah, yeah. This is all... This is all gravy. This is I love this. This is great. I can't this wait so for. Uh,
1: if it the makes next you feel any better, Brian, I'm sure Nolan yeah. and I will make you read every
2: issue of it, so you're not going to yeah. be stuck at issue
1: one. We're into this. Into it'll, that. it'll even Let's be a thing where
2: if one. it's like it's like issue four and there's nothing new to say, it'll still be on the reading yeah. list because we'll probably talk about yeah. the next one.
0: Definitely. Right. And you guys, I mean, Daniel Warren Johnson is a creator whose books I will carry for more than one issue. Like, awesome. One hundred. This was still. Uh, I think a- capably executed. And oh, it's wonderful. Like I said, like this probably was the best wrestling thing I saw too. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was well done, but it's done by a guy who's interested in something that I'm not as interested in, you
2: know? Uh, I had a wrestling face. I don't know if we talked mm. like, uh, like real briefly in high school. Cause it was just what we all geeked out about. Like, I think it was like maybe junior into senior year. It was like when the
0: rock was actually wrestling. Macho Man, Randy Savage, was he Oh, uh, no, 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 oh. no. Well, that was in the 90s, wasn't no, it?
2: No, it, was, uh, it was like the rock and stone cold and stuff. But it was, it was basically oh. just we pulled money and watched uh, a pay-per-view and, and snuck beers and just cheered at the TV.
0: It wasn't like a big deal. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. Did you guys know Hulk Hogan has to pay a, a licensing fee to Marvel to use the name Hulk?
1: Yeah, I did not know that. You told me that a couple days ago.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs> Noel snuck beers. <laughs> That's right. What's the statute of limitations on that one?
2: Oh! Uh,
0: <laughs> 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You better not go back to wherever it was in yeah, those years. Right. So when I, when I You're was old.
1: into wrestling, uh, <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan and um, uh, Junkyard Dog. Uh, Still awesome. Rowdy Roddy, Roddy Piper.
0: Oh, Roddy, awesome. Roddy, I remember him. Yeah. Who snapped into a slim jim? Is
1: uh, that Macho Man Randy, Macho man man, Randy yes. Savage?
0: Yeah. Or I mean, or, or, or commanding you to snap into a slim jim? <laughs>
2: Not I mean, man. Bandy Savage. Ba- Bandy. Uh, Sandy Babbage. Sandy Babbage. It's That's Bonesaw. Guys, it's Bone Saw. He goes by Bone Saw. Oh, those are the same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a Captain America villain? Bone Saw. Uh, no, it's Crossbones. It's crossbones. Crossbones. Speaking of Captain America. Uh. <laughs>
1: Captain America. Crossbones.
2: I I segued the (laughs) shit out of you.
1: Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number one from Marvel Comics, written by Jackson Lanzig and Colin Kelly, with art by Carmen Carnero. Uh, This is a top-tier Captain America book for (sighs) Marvel Comics. I don't recognize a single name on this creator list. Mm. The shield isn't what you think. It's not your symbol. It's (sighs) theirs. The shield is one of the most iconic images in the world. It stands for hope, justice, and the protection of the innocent. It also holds a secret, undiscovered until now, that will change the way Steve Rogers views the 20th century and how he chooses to fight in the 21st. This was also very good. Uh, I really enjoyed... There's two Captain America books right now. There's Sentinel of Liberty and... um,
2: Symbol of Truth
1: symbol of truth so sam wilson has a book and steve rogers both have a book um they're both quite good they're both off to really good starts uh and this one nolan i had talked about previously more than half of it is just steve rogers hanging out learning stuff going to art classes um (laughs) all sorts of fun stuff like that man out of
2: time stuff i would totally read a whole 12 issues of Steve Rogers, Community College. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or Community College, Steve Rogers, yeah.
1: And then, I I had never heard of the villain who shows up in this piece, Um, whose name I forgot. The Destroyer. The Destroyer. Yeah. Except, because I think there was a Robert Kirkman series.
0: You think correct. About this same... Previous it previous it's
2: a, uh, yes it was um, it was a max it was a, a Marvel max title six issues it was um, Robert Kirkman and Otley or Cory Walker I forget which one Cory Walker it wasn't Otley Cory Walker um, and it's it was a what if this World War II character aged in real time and then right before he dies he's just like fuck it I'm taking a bunch of shit down so it was it was basically Wait, that was a what if like, well in so much it as it's incongru- not it's it was a max title, so no, it was it's in continuities just as much as like years of Punisher had
0: not really been in continuity. You know, oh. kind of like that. Uh, what was that one that we just read that was sort of like that? The super spy who decides to like take out the people who he's older now.
2: Oh, King of Spies. It
0: wasn't. Yes. Uh,
2: it wasn't he- unlike that. No. Yeah. It was. Ooh. It was kind of the same conceit. Like I'm. I'm on my deathbed. I'm out. So, yeah, yeah. JD, you mentioned all three of these names uh we don't really That's know or read anything about them carmen carnero is on my list forever now forever hmm. this art of, is fantastic. Oh, this book, is really good yeah. yeah yeah this this book is beautiful like the big crazy uh like the this the double page bed you were just on like the the large kind of like these these two-page spreads of him like running through the through the well i mean he runs around the entirety of manhattan in one morning, at seventy miles an hour,
0: which is funny. Um, can he run at seventy miles an hour normally? He's got such a fluctuating power set. Captain America. I mean, I, I, I think about so. it. For, I
2: think about it usually for as long as I read the panel.
1: How fast I think it depends run? on how many bowls of Wheaties he's
2: had. Yeah. Uh, also, it's with or without worse. the shield. The more he's had, the slower he runs. Yeah, with or without the shield. Um, but then, even like. Yeah, I, this this book was beautiful. Like the small moments were just as wonderful as like the action moments. I, I've never, I've never read anything that she's drawn, and I love this. I
0: love yeah, this. It's book. a good looking
1: book. Uh, what did you think, Brian?
0: I liked it too. I was all set to not give a single shit about it because sure. it's Captain America, and um, and I enjoyed it. I really, I really liked it. As I was reading through, I liked all the like. Slice of life, Cap moments, Steve Rogers moments. Really, Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, he moves back into his old apartment, which is unlikely but cool. Um, And you know, taking the community college class, he's got a Spider Man bowl for his keys, which is fun. Yeah, and he, yeah, chatting with the younger people, and then go talking to an older person. I always think it's cool when Steve Rogers talks to somebody. Who is from the era that he's from? Yeah. Yes, I gave it one shit. One, Boon boom. Just one. Exactly. <laughs> and it liked it. Uh,
2: you know what? Um, like comic booky of it all, though. I think this is a pretty dope mystery. Yeah. Like yeah, it's a Bucky cool mystery. Is keeping to... Something from him. There's something that's kind of aligned with the origin of the yeah. symbol, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Like question. Symbols. I like just yeah. the thematic conceit and I also
0: like kind of where this is going. It's just I like it. I like I like well, I think he, this is strong. Uh, Captain America makes mention of the idea also that like his real deal is is to be a presence, which is not new to Captain America, but I get the sense it's going to feature very heavily in this mm-hmm. and that he was created as a symbol for something. Probably so that somebody could manipulate something in a bad way. Oh, yeah. I look forward
2: forward to the mouth-breather takes about how this is anti-American and or
1: you're making him a
2: Nazi or some bullshit like that. Like we got with the Spencer run, which, again, was an exercise in questioning histories. Even though it was just, you know, like this big cosmic Hydra bullshit, it still was about question your history, question symbols. And I... I enjoy putting something as milk toast as Steve Rogers in a moral or, or impossible quandary like this because that's when characters get to shine, right? When you, like, he could punch anything, but he can't change maybe what happened before him, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I th- think is, this is the beginning of hopefully a really good series. And if I'm, I'm his goodness this.
0: is being used yeah. for bad purposes, that's a very interesting place to put him in. I'm reminded of the business plot, um, which uh, I think, JD, I learned about on the, the old cracked podcast. Ah. But this uh, group of business leaders, uh, the Bush, some uh, Bush ancestor uh, was there, the Bush. CEO of GE, I think. Yeah. Uh, this was like the early 1900s, and Hitler was on the rise, and they thought to themselves, hey, that would be cool, right, if we ran a fascist government here, right, to benefit ourselves. And so this was like the CEO of GE and, and whatever, and they contacted this general, Smedley, and he was like, yeah, totally, I'm on board. And then immediately notified various people in the government, and they shut it down you know, like, real quick. But they wanted him to be the figurehead of this of this fascist America um, geared towards their interests. And, uh, you know, that seems like it could have a lot to do with this story. Now, nothing ever happened. They arguably kind of uh, just legitimized and two of their descendants have become presidents and GE <laughs> is still a major corporation. Um, so... And I say legitimized in a, it's because in a sense of that word.
2: I, there's no there's no um, there's no consequences for rich white people. Mm. It's just yeah. and, if, and if they are, they're fleeting. And I mean, if you're
0: <laughs> in the same group of group of people that makes the consequences. Well, that's what I mean. Like well, you decide what the consequences the, are. The, old, like, the,
2: the, the, the greatest or the, the best deterrent or, or antidote for consequences is just wealth. So the mm. more wealth you have, the the more you can make them go away. It's just it's Yeah. It
0: yeah. So if you're different. talking
2: about like Illuminati level uh, <laughs> members of, of the of the one percent, like yeah. Right.
0: I mean Right. remaining in the one percent and for fine. generations. If only we rewarded gave out our resources in a different way. <laughs> I wish you know? I was in the one percent you guys. It would be pretty oh, sweet,
2: I'd, man. I'd, uh, I'd you know? abandon you all in our heart. No, oh,
0: yeah. Mid-podcast. That's, that's the primary uh, reason J.D. wants yeah. to be in the 1%. Yeah, podcast. he's like, so I wish I was in the 1%, guys, so I,
2: so I didn't have to deal with either of you or, or <laughs> any of this. <laughs> uh,
0: but you're Robert, locked in for now.
1: Robert Monroe says, uh, sorry, guys, got to go. Watching the Who Killed Vincent Chin documentary on PBS's POV, definitely worth a watch if you don't know about Vincent Chin. I, I do not know about, about Vincent
0: Chin. I don't think I've ever heard about
2: Uh So, Robert Munro Jr., I I think by next week, I would very much appreciate about 500 words yeah. on yeah. not only Vincent a review of the documentary, but who the fuck is Vincent Chin. Yeah. Uh, I could look it up, but I'd much rather be orated
0: by you. Thank you. I think that, you know, that is one thing that we've lost in the ability to look things up so easily, which mm-hmm. I love is that it was also fun to ask people things. And I, I still there's just ask not a reason things. to anymore.
1: I still yeah. ask, if, if there's like a chat going on or if there's like Facebook comments or whatever, I will ask someone a question that I can literally mm. just Google in a second. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to engage them in conversation. I'm trying to have a back and forth. And um, mm. sometimes it works. And sometimes they're like, they send, me, they send me the link, let me Google that for you. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dickhead. I was trying to, I was trying to show my interest in what you're talking about. I'll go fuck myself now.
2: Carl, Carl is I... back. Hey, hey, yeah, Carl,
1: hey, Carl's. hey, hey. I uh,
2: I enjoy the midday random texts or messages about like, uh, just questions uh, yeah. about comics or movies. Like, uh, you, you sent me one me? earlier today. Like, yeah, like you sent me one earlier today. Like, X Men reading order, huh? Like oh, oh. it, well, it, it oddly validates. It. it oddly validates all the time I spent on things that sh- don't truly matter. But you're welcome. Are fun, thanks.
1: Uh, Carho says currently doing residential tendency training. Whilst I listen to you, gentlemen, what's that residential? I don't know what that is. What's tendency? Tenancy. Training to Ten- uh,
0: be a permanent resident of a country is my guess. But Can it see? please uh, fill us in. Yeah, well, he's, he's in, in Australia. Um, yeah. Let's to from? move on. Seven
1: yeah. Sons number one from Image Comics. Written by Robert Windham and Kevin Mao. With art by Jay Lee. Delph, a young man. I've been called <laughs> a Delph. <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> that felt we really nice. do that. By, called by your Delph wife? Ones. No. That's
0: cool. Not my <laughs> well, you're more of a, 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 a did-if, presumably, hopefully.
1: What's a did-if? dead
0: like I didn't like to fuck? A dead I do fuck Oh, a dead <laughs> <I was> fuck <didiff. laughs> That's my assumption. Yeah. I don't know what happens. Dead I Delph, a young
1: man who may be the second coming of Christ runs for his life as he attempts to learn the truth behind his existence. So... This was a very interesting book. Uh, I didn't know much about it other than Jay Lee was actually doing interiors, which is delightful because I do like me some Jay Lee. I remember I've been sort of a fan of his since he started with uh, Namor back in the 90s. He did like this really Mm. ripped, crazy Namor comic book. Um, He also did like Hell Shock and stuff like that. I think he did it in humans
2: too, right? Didn't he do like he humans, humans with Jenkins? Yeah, yeah, that was a good
0: run.
1: Yeah, I heard yeah. that was great.
2: Um,
1: yeah. And first thing I noticed, seven sons, this type treatment is wonderful. The seven mm. with the one, two, three, four, five, slash one, two.
0: I yeah. don't know what that's seven. called. What is that called when you. the seven, seven sons.
2: Oh, they're
1: hash marks. Hash marks. The hash marks on the logo is just chef's kiss. Um, and uh, it took me a little. Couple of minutes it took me a couple minutes to figure out what this book was about, but once I got to the end of it, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." I don't know if I care uh, about the series as a whole, but reading the first issue was interesting enough, and I really do enjoy uh, Jay Lee's artwork. But I just don't know if this is my type of story. I don't know if I care about the Second Coming of Christ. Um, there was a guy who was who had prophesied that the Christ was returning, and no one believed him. But then on one day, 12, Se- how many women, how many virgins gave birth? Seven. 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 There it is. Seven. Is the title. Um, it's, right, it's right there in the title. God, don't. <laughs> are, you asking, like? I, are you asking me this question? You could look you know, it up. You I know? just like really it's, wanted it's to engage you in conversation. Right I could have oh. Googled it, but I really yeah, wanted I, to talk to you. Uh, (laughs) uh, Seven women uh, who are virgins supposedly gave birth um, on the same day, and uh, now they're all sort of brothers, and they've been held together by this belief that one of them is the second coming of Christ. And I think by the time we get to the end here, I don't think that uh, any of those seven were, but maybe this eighth character is. Uh, Although the ending is a little confusing, I can't tell if he's supposed to be floating or standing on something. But I couldn't oh, understand wait. why everyone was worshipping him.
2: Wait, I thought, I thought that that was the... So... Okay, this book jumped in time twice. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. that was a little confusing. So in 1995, Delph, Delph was stabbed through the throat and then buried. Mm-hmm. On the day that it was prophesied, the one remaining would rise. He wakes the fuck up.
1: Wait a minute. Severely oh. dehydrated.
2: And in this, so this is that dude is the actual chosen one that died three years earlier. And the one that is, you know, left, uh, I'm, I'm assuming there's just some sort of like machinations or maybe all the brothers, one of the brothers killed the others, or there's like, I'm not interested so much in the, uh, Judeo Christian, uh, Jesus Christ bit of it, but the idea of these megachurch corporations stacking the deck and trying to pick their own messiah, I do think is actually pretty interesting. Mm. Um, So yeah, so I think that it's this dude, this dude and then they bury him and then three years later he wakes up on the day that the the one true one was supposed to I
1: 100% did not get that. I thought all of these different brothers had been killed by one way or other except for the remaining one and this was just an eighth character. I did not realize because I don't think this guy is ever given a name. Delph. Um, the, the guy who we see, we follow around.
2: Not until like they, it's yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything because he's been in the ground for three years and then he's drinking something. He faints. He sees that. And then he just like wakes up. Um, yeah, I think it's this I think I was I was waiting for some sort of like giant scar on his neck or something yeah. but I do I do think it is it's the risen brother and I do think that there is some sort of nefarious way that they, all the other six got murdered or killed or oh. set aside and this is the one that rose because this is the real second coming gotcha. that's my interpretation so far I just, I, I think it's mildly fascinating or no it's more than that I think it's interesting the the idea of how would modern society and technology deal with this kind of shit I think is fun I mean fun in a terrible
0: uh, yeah Yeah. you wouldn't want to experience it yourself oh fuck no Uh, but
2: but I do think like you (laughs) know I watch I watch Megan I I watch documentaries about fucked up mega churches and 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 uh, cults all the time this is great this Mm. is like this is this is funny I like this
0: What'd you think, Brian? Uh, I enjoyed it I thought uh, did you guys see there was a movie and a TV show I only saw the show um, what was it called with uh, what's his name that plays the vision Paul Bettany as like an angel that is after humanity like slaughtering humanity I forget what the name of it is Oh It was a very dark Legion Um, Legion Legion yeah, hmm.
1: that was at that Legion, diner, yes. the diner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was the, cool. I never saw the movie. The TV show picked up, like, years later with, I think, The Child was Grown. Oh, no, um, kidding. I didn't the know that was that sequel. The child that the movie. Yeah. Um, the guy that played Giles from Buffy was in it as a very different and much darker character. Stuart Head. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it had a similar sort of aesthetic as this comic that is this like highly stylized uh this comic is particularly uh kind of an uncomfortable visual as you go through it yeah uh, which I think very much suits the story that they're telling I also did not get that that was the guy that you know was killed Noel but I think you're 100% correct about that yeah um yeah, I think he's definitely that dude. Um, and yeah, there's probably something nefarious going on. I don't know if it's this guy or um, or what, but yeah, again, now that you mention it, them picking their own messiah is, uh, or trying to, is yeah, I mean, uh, look how probably what they're up to.
2: This panel alone, look yeah. how they've monetized advertised and and so like they spent the last 20 years building this shrine to yeah people that weren't even born yet this is this is wild and it's yeah it's it's yeah. A, it, it does very much feel like a, a pretty good takedown of certain uh, establishments
0: and structures and or yeah just, an analysis yeah. of the corruption in the name yeah. of or vaguely in the name of good i think is a very interesting story to tell Especially when it involves um, actual divinity, or that's what I mean. Like, yeah, powers, so you know, the yeah.
2: perspective of this book I find fascinating, where it's not, it's not um, undermining or diminishing the fact that like a deity does exist, and this is actually like a real prophecy. It's more about taking to piss the idea of how we've um, corrupted anything that could have been good right. from it, and I think that that's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, like the people who say that they're good are yeah. exactly the thing that the person they're pretending to to uh, favor yeah. would be against, you know. Um, and it's uh, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. My mom was very briefly worked at a mega church decades and decades ago that Colonel Sanders attended, yeah. and. Uh, she so said
2: all the 31 flavor or 31 spices. and
0: Yeah. We got 30 of them there. And then the last one, no, 11. 33, 30, 30, 11. It's 11 total. I think it's 11 herbs and spices. I believe you're probably so right. What um, happened? I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up the best. From Robert's she, going. uh, unrelated to Colonel Sanders attendance. She was disgusted by the like corruption of this mega church and, quickly did not work it out is already.
1: right on the forefront that's the thing that i don't understand like it's all about give us all of your money and i just don't understand mm-hmm. how anyone is like oh that's yeah
2: that i mean good. it's 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 why is anybody join a cult what like most people are bored into it most people um are lost and are are, pred- are like a preyed upon like it's just it's why is well, no longer a question i ask so much as like how oh wow okay like, well, I think for how it, it works.
0: The yeah. dual, the dual uh, pressures of, like, they are being told and convinced that they are giving their money to a good cause mm-hmm. um, that will help people. And if they see a lot of opulence by the person that they're directly giving it to, then that person deserves it. They're a servant of good. And then the other side being, um, whatever the appeal of self-flagellation is, right? If, if doing something good is good, it seems even better if it hurts you. Right. And it's kind of a perversion of I've, the idea yeah. of like, it's good to do something even if it inconveniences you or hurts you. That doesn't it's, mean that it's better. Because, it yeah. You.
2: Because you've suffered for something. It's almost uh, more worthy right. or more of were a willing sacrifice. to go yeah. even
0: this far. Right. Yeah. Which it's is like, it's all yeah, but wouldn't up. it be better if you didn't nobody hurt? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah yeah
1: well if you guys out there want to help our cult pop you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny destructo and help us out by giving us monies oh he got he, he took it away there it is patreon.com/ Johnny destructo you can help us out if that's a thing that you want to do if you don't want to do that because you don't have any money uh, get, beat up your grandmother and take her money she's probably got like a little... Like a little purse, like a change purse. Probably- should they ask should
0: they ask her first or just nope. go straight straight to violence. Yeah. Straight to the uh, bludgeoning. You don't want to put her on her guard. That's right. No by asking. Yeah I'd rather yeah.
2: ask forgiveness later while she's concussed.
0: Yeah. Versus
2: Permission it's before better to ask for forgiveness says, for bludgeoning your
1: grandmother than to yeah. ask for permission to bludgeon your grandma. That's the old saying. That's the full saying. Shacks. It's one of those sayings Truncated. Part. yeah yeah <laughs> um, Or if you don't want to give us money, just, Irrible. you know, uh, like, comment, subscribe, give us a nice review. Tell your grandmother to watch us. Tell your grandmother that you'll bludgeon her if yeah. you don't, if she doesn't tune in.
2: Get it, get it, Grandma.
1: A calculated man number one from Aftershocks Comics, written by Paul Tobin, with art by Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque. A verifiable math genius, Jack Beans used to run the numbers for the Pinafore crime family. And so one day he ran them too well and concluded that the only way out of this life was in a casket or witness protection. So he turned to state's evidence and ran Now the Pinafores are out to end their favorite accountant. Little do they know that Jack's skills with math and his perfect memory have made him a better killer than they could ever have realized. What follows is a journey full of murder, mayhem, and mathematics. This was really pretty good. (laughs) Uh, I actually, I was not interested in this. I didn't know what it was going to be about. Um... When I opened it up and saw the artwork again i was not impressed by the art very much um but then the story i found delightful i i wish his name wasn't jack beans uh i don't think that's his real name well
2: it's it's a uh, it's not his like birth name it's his yeah. it's
0: just like moniker but the He's character story counter, right? in the yeah. in the about the last page i was like oh bean counter, bean counter yeah. That's what That's why his name is. Bean. He knows. Yeah. He does know yeah. <laughs> about Beans. He knows them. <laughs> um,
1: but the rest of this book was really fun. Uh, yeah, the art wasn't my favorite, but the story itself was delightful. I really enjoyed it. What did you think?
2: No. Oh. Uh, same. I think this was like um. So I I I read this. I I read this because I was just interested in something new, and um, I opened it up and immediately kind of cringed. I wasn't, I really didn't enjoy the arts like that first panel of his giant fucking head. I was like, I don't, I'm not sure what they're going for. Like style wise, like this is our air quotes, like hero or anti hero. And he just, he's a very awkward looking depiction. Absurd. Yeah, pretty much. And the book's not really very absurd. Um, Yeah. But then as I was reading it, it's just, this. This feels like seventy-five uh, percent a really good book, yeah. Um, because the yeah. the the plot is really fun. His kind of like skill set is really scary, but also entertaining. Um, and the sociopathic way that he kind of goes about protecting himself is—I was rooting for him, and then and then when it gets fucked up, it's like, oh, it's. That's really uncomfortable, like, but like in a good way. So I, I, this was really strong despite not loving the art.
0: Yeah, agreed, Brian. Now I had a similar, uh, I had a, a very similar track to what you guys had, but not about the art, but about the words that people say in the beginning and the character expository or like very cookie cutter yeah. <laughs> things that you know like agent 1 and agent 2 are like agent line agent line agent line and then you move on to the next thing and i was like oh man but then jack beans is a delightful character i love Hold on. a good i
1: would like to i want to counter that agent line agent line yeah. agent line with uh, yeah. this panel where in the middle of them saying agent lines to each other he sees yeah. a he sees he sees a flyer <laughs> takes, that says yeah. check out my cat yeah. Do so, you like my cat? And then the little I have pull a theory. tabs all say
2: yes. <laughs> I have a theory about this because that entire interaction, the whole book was really messing with me because it's very inorganic or, and or rehearsed. Uh. I think that Jack has trained his handler mm. in, in like a hypnosis type of way. That's intriguing. makes him kind of go to the same place at the same day, the same day, at the same time. They've been doing it for years. He's got like a rhythm. He mm. it's, I, I think that it's manufactured oh. because everything he does is manufactured or he manufactures everything around him. So as I got to the end of the book, I'm like, there's just, it's like, it's like this dude, like the, the main, the main, his handler. It's like, this dude is a uh, sleepwalking. Yeah. practicing and things and spending more
0: time with him than his wife yeah it, to his it, wife's yeah. dismay it, it all started you know I mean? adding like up beers together and yeah, yeah, yeah like
2: it all started adding up and then i remembered one though that stupid movie mm. um now you see me or now you don't like now you see me yeah. oh yeah it's, yeah it's magicians and hypnotists and stuff and i remember there's mm. like a subplot of like learning how to program people with taps yeah. and clicks and certain things yeah, yeah. and i'm like I would be so dope if like two issues from now we realized that jack actually programmed this dude because it it's just so
0: oddly inorganic and and practiced i was like i was really hoping for that Uh, that would be really cool and it seems like the kind of thing that is within jack's abilities yeah i'll tell you i just breezed right by that sign and didn't (laughs) you know i just saw it as like boss cat that's weird that he's taking it and just kept going that is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, check out my check cat. Check out my cat. Do I you also, like my
2: cat? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not, not even like a cat. number. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And he just waits until the things are all gone. Um, I also did i uh, the scene said in the past where it's pointing out all the things that Jack notices in one in one shot. I didn't. I guess I didn't read the upper right one where it says feral pigeons, which I like that distinction. I guess there are a lot of trained pigeons, but I tend to think of them as like mostly feral, you know? Um, But yeah, I love a good character who can do the kind of things that he does, like through his uh, mental acuity can have an angle on, on everything that's happening in the world and control everything that's happening, uh, or at least like be aware of it. And that gets into some level of, Greater ability. It's the kind of thing that's essentially a superpower, but it doesn't have to be classified as a superpower. Right. You know what I mean? It's maybe something that somebody could do, and maybe we could have superpowers. But uh, this it's, is a little more likely. So, <coughs> yeah, by the end of it, I found... I, I agree with what Noel said. It's like 75% good. There's, there's stuff in here that I'm like, ugh. But the main guy and how he goes about his business is pretty interesting. And uh, so I'd recommend it if if this kind of stuff sounded interesting to you.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move on to (coughs) DC Pride, the Tim Drake special number one from DC Comics, written by Megan Fitzmartin with art by Balin Ortega and Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque. Oh, really?
2: Oh. Same artist. Yeah. The end. wow so the
0: yeah
1: huh uh the breakout story from Batman Urban Legends collected in one volume for the very first time in time for Pride Month Tim Drake's search for a missing friend kidnapped by the villains known as Chaos Masters leads Tim to realize his identity as a bisexual man uh this was cute i did not read them in the backs of the or not backs but in the Batman Urban Legend Series, so I kind of wanted to check out what Tim's up to because he's one of my favorite Robum, Rob Robums, uh, and this was really cute. Uh, we, who was it? Um, earlier, it was Todd Engel who said that he kind of wanted Pride issues that weren't all about relationships, and I think this is a perfect example of
0: yeah we, for sure
1: what we want yeah, um, yeah. which is more story. But then, hey, they all. he also just happens to be interested in this uh, this fella. And I also like that we're also dealing with the breakup that he had with, spoiler, Stephanie. Mm. So he was seeing Stephanie for a long time. It's like his main um, love interest for a very long time. And they've broken up. And now he's uh, seeing this new guy. And um, I just thought it was really a lot of fun. It was really cute. Who? What did he draw? Because...
0: The, the back Balan
1: Ortega was great but then there was definitely a switch where I went oh this is not as good
2: yeah wow. um, the yeah. the Christmas story
1: thing it, here it is yeah you're right
2: it's not yeah, a, I don't think
1: it's as bad here though I think uh, I liked his work here better than in um, A Calculated Man
0: it's definitely a different style of art and if a story started out that way I wouldn't it wouldn't jar me or anything, but in this story where the first half of it was in more traditional comic art, I was like, what, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This,
1: this first, this Ortega. Wonderful. It's really good. Really delightful. I really liked the the first half of this book. What did you think, Brian?
0: Uh, I really liked it too. Um, I read only the first half of this book uh, and a little bit of the later stuff, but, um, It was really good. I enjoyed it as a Tim Drake-Robin story, which is something that I haven't read in quite some time, for one. Um, And uh, his slightly updated costume is pretty cool, too. But, yeah, with what you were saying in reply to Todd Engel's comment, yeah, this is a Robin story where, sort of a la Spider-Man, he's out on a date, the date becomes part of the thing that he's dealing with, but is not the primary focus of his journey in this story. And even his uh, understanding, his bisexuality Mm -hmm. is a major through line and a really important thing that happens in this story. But there's even other character stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying to be Batman. He doesn't know what's going on with him. He doesn't know what he wants. And a lot of that is answered by his, by bisexual, uh, revelatory understanding of himself. Mm-hmm. But even in addition to all of that, there's a really cool uh, Gotham hero story going on where some cult is up to some stuff. He figures it out. He infiltrates in a cool way. It's, it's very well done. Um, and I did think it was a little odd that Tim Drake has put together the computer that they all use. It seems like more of an Oracle thing, but maybe they've been amping up his programming credentials in the years since I've seen him, you know, really in the fore. Can we also go to around page 19, where Tim Drake says to himself, Dionysus, what was the hell kind of horror show was going on, Bernard? (laughs) (laughs) Certainly an unusual piece of dialogue. (laughs) Uh, Where is it? It's uh, page 19 of our digital copy where uh, he's going into the car where he meets this detective. It's significantly earlier than this. Oh, it is. Okay. There was um, a couple of,
2: in, in like that third uh, chapter, there was a couple of like weird tra- transitions to like he was, it was, it was intercutting him infiltrating the group with springing. Oh, that him makes sense. Springing. The the way that they rolled into it though, like where he's standing on the roof and then he does and doesn't have a costume and then oh, that confused me. That was, uh, me. What? That then was a they, little
0: confusing. Yeah. They
2: treat it they treat it with like different color schemes after that, which is yeah. fine.
0: But I literally went back and was just like, "What?
2: Yeah, I didn't and understand I why
0: twice. his costume yeah. kept disappearing. It was the same setting with very little preamble to the idea that we were jumping back and forth in time. Yeah, and
2: it was a there was a really weird
0: it, kind of like shortcut yeah. that I. What Didn't he was saying it. as Robin seemed to take place at this, like it yeah. reflected what was happening to him as he was not in his Robin outfit chained up there, um, which was weird. And it, this also, this, this turn of phrase, which is obviously accidental. This is a reprint. Like did nobody, no, no, no. nobody caught this?
1: No, no, no. This makes sense. Dionysus, what the hell kind of horror show was going on, Bernard?
0: But that's not what he says. What are you talking he says, about? What was the hell, kind of horror show was oh. going on, Bernard?
1: Oh, I didn't even. There's guess. like I read it three as it words was...
0: out of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even there's two wases and there should. It's just like two different phrases that they changed their mind and didn't erase the other part of it.
1: Yeah, it should be so what kind of horror show was going on? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I had so excell-
1: um accidentally had an extra was.
2: I had read this uh, the first three chapters of it when it was in Batman urban legend urban legends was it yeah because this was like the whole rage that they were doing this with tim the character and i was like oh i'll read it um but i did so i didn't reread that but i did read the the back half that i'd never read and Mm. at first i was like because it was super rough (laughs) the the essentially the 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 little like couple of pages that i guess took place during uh fear state because it was like the peacekeeper and shit Mm. fear state yeah Um, But then that little closer at the end was like, oh, this is really solid. I like this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was this was slick. It was solid. I I, at the time, I I sympathized with some fans who didn't feel like it was organic. But I think that they didn't read this or or they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't allow. No. So like characters. I'm, I'm trying to be fair even there are people that are just pieces of shit and that's great. But like, we know these characters for like 30 something years. Right. And multiple creative teams touch these characters. So I sympathize with the idea of you identifying with like one version of the character, but those don't always stay the same. Right. Like Chuck Dixon was writing Tim in a very specific way. And then Judd Winnick writes Tim in a very specific way. Like, And if you listen to Judd, he's like, well, I always kind of was, you know, doing the, the, the gay vibes with him and, and Connor was like, Oh, so if you, if that's what you grew up with this transition or this kind of realization of the character who's fictional, uh, feels valid. Whereas if you're like a 40 year old, who's never read anything other than the Chuck Dixon run, you're just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he change so swiftly? And it's like, it's been 30 fucking years. Like, it's not a swift change. It's just, you the stop reading swiftly all the time. I, that's just <laughs> like, it. Like I, so I, yeah. I sympathize with the idea of like, you know, having a, a, a an impersonation in your head, but like to be so militantly against it without exploring the story. Read this. This was actually really strong. It's your, he's, he's going through it in his own head in real time during the course of the story, which is a normal Batman style story. So like, It's just solid. I the programming analogy,
0: too. Yeah. Like, corrupted program doesn't, you know, that kind of, like, it's not running the way it should kind of
1: feel. There were two things I I, I thought were a little weak about this book. Um, There's this scene here up on screen where Stephanie uh, falls into this, I don't know, pit of some sort, hole in the floor, and she goes, (laughs) ah, the disc, the elephant's running away. You've got to let me go. Why? Why do you have to like? It it reads almost like if like if something, like if a bomb is about to go off. Mm. I get it. Oh, you gotta let me go. You gotta let me fall to my death or possible cripplement, (laughs) um, to go stop whatever's happening. But it's like it's just a ghost elephant. You don't need it's to, a, you don't need it's to, it's just a ghost elephant. elephant. Who, who amongst us has not fought a yeah. ghost elephant? Don't,
2: don't die for this and let them go. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to.
1: Yeah. Let me, don't let die me plunge to my death. Don't worry about it. Like that was a weird <laughs> scene. Um, I would be like, no, hoist me up real quick. Let's go get that ghost elephant. Um, What's and then the at other the, end, thing? the other end, the other end, the two couple pages later, um, is they meet at this coffee shop and, um, they're talking, they're walking and they're talking and, they're kind of getting everything out about their relationship, which is very, um, uh, at the forefront of both of them. Right. So Stephanie's feeling some emotions, Tim's feeling some emotions and they're finally getting to the end of it. And they're like, yeah, all right, we're, we're back where we need to be. Awesome. Hey, here's a surprise. It's my new boyfriend. You want to meet him immediately yeah. after having this conversation about our long term relationship? Let's you go see who I'm fucking now. And it's just in real life, that would be a really insensitive be rough. thing. Be like, mm. oh, are we cool now? Great. Come in and meet my new person. I just mm. I was like, whoa, that seemed a little weird.
2: Yeah. I, the, um, overall, I think the timing of all of this was really weird and janky because um, publishing wise, we, they were very much like planning their future in Bendis' um, Young Justice book. And then they both disappeared for a little while and it was this. So they, they concluded their relationship off panel completely. And the way that this is kind of timed out, it was just, it, the Stephanie Brown of it all is what I would like. That's drama. Like that's juicy drama with lots of good conversations, right? Or at least fascinating conversations. And the downside of this book, it doesn't explore them until the very end and it's very quick. That might be what people I was were talking upset about. about.
0: You know, if like the last the, time you saw Tim, he was in a relationship with his longtime yeah, love interest. The
2: the fair and know. that's what I was trying to say before, like the fair the fair interpretation of people that had a problem with this kind of evolution of the character is that it felt abrupt because publishing wise the last thing they read was like I'm yeah. Am I going to go to college or stay with the girlfriend that I want to be with for the rest of my life? And then it's yeah. something different. Now, either one. this fictional yeah. character, yeah, neither one. This fictional character exists in their own, you know, their own space in real time or whatever the sliding scale they want to be. But for readers, it could have been jarring, sure, but I feel like as soon as you get past that part,
0: yeah, it's great. Now, I think also there is a tendency um that, well, a lot of people read these and they identify in the sense that, you know, they'd like to be in these circumstances. And when a character changes away from something that they, the reader, are, especially when it's a change, they're not introduces that, that can make the reader feel like, oh, I'm one step farther away from the fantasy life that I would like to lead, right? And if. whether or not these people handle that feeling well is a different story. But I think that that sometimes is where these people are coming from, whether they know it or not.
2: I would say I, I would I would hope that everyone that feels that way or at least has a knee jerk reaction that is it is negative explores that as to why they would now feel further away from somebody who just doesn't have the same sexual orientation.
0: Or the I don't same. Know. Well, I think yeah. it's
2: any difference, right? I well, think that's what I mean. Like, if you if you have such a parasocial yeah. relationship with a fictional character to the point when they mm. express something that's different than what you personally believe, to react to that with animosity is something that should be examined. Just as mm. someone that, yeah. like, just as your fight or flight response to to fictional changes, right? It's mm. something that you should probably examine. Like, if you are if you become like truly aggravated if somebody thinks that you're gay and you're not or or vice versa mm-hmm. or that that's like then that's something you should explore because it's it's should not be a normal response even though we can empathize and sympathize with it in certain aspects you know mm-hmm. so like I, I i've had knee-jerk reactions where it's just like oh i didn't think that he was gay I, I, that's okay um i mean uh all right like it recontextualizes the character but I don't think it should ever be animosity, right?
1: Yeah, when people are so upset about Tim Drake, they're like, oh, they changed him. I'm like, I don't think, he doesn't feel any different to me. He still feels like Tim Drake. It doesn't feel like this new version of a character. It's just, okay, he's a little bit more open sexually now. Great, good for him. Um,
0: Well, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's the change, is they're saying he is slightly more away from me than he used to be right i am slightly more away from him than i used to be he's not it's not as easy for me to project myself onto this character as it once was i I don't have Um, that
1: problem i don't know
2: why i don't
0: i mean that's wonderful (laughs) but i think that's where a lot of people are i also you know what
2: i i also don't think it's a problem I like, so I don't think it's a problem to identify with fictional characters. Like how, what we learn about things is through a lot of times we'll learn very important things through narrative, right. Through stories. I do think that it's mildly unhealthy and or toxic to respond or react to shifts in the wind with derision or animosity. Right. So like I can be like, Oh, it's, he doesn't represent me anymore. Um, That's okay. Okay. I mean, he's still Tim Drake and he's still doing dope ass Batman shit. So here we are. You know, like me, like the, this is a perfect example. This book is a perfect example of nothing about Tim actually changed. Yeah. So that's why I think this is a better example of stuff like that. than, the next book we're going to talk about to me that I just, I didn't find Hopling very Hopling and Wiccan very fun. Mm. Um,
1: Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's my fault. Um, Tim, oh, when it comes to – yeah, people – Brian, you were talking about how people are like they see a character and now this character is more open sexually than uh, – oh, now I can, it's one more thing that separates me from this character. But I – there's uh, – I'm able to find something to relate to with most characters Hmm. No matter, like if they're an alien, if they're a, um, uh, a straight white guy, if they're a black woman character, I always, even a straight do, white guy, even a straight, even a straight, white, straight white guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's well, got that, he's got, that, got that lighting this. now. Like it's yeah. all, they're all fictional <laughs> characters and they're all written by humans. And so I am therefore able to engage many facets of my human nature to relate to the human condition. Sure. Um, and I, I, I guess uh, I, I don't know it's um, uh, I, I guess that's all I have to say about it. I don't really know what else to add to that. Other than I think that, this
0: the I, mean, I think people the, should be able
1: to find something to relate to, even if everyone some of the trappings are are different than they're used to. Sure, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I think this thesis that I'm talking about is specifically applied to a change in a character. Sure, right. It does not apply to the introduction of a new character or like somebody who was always whatever thing there are. There are a number of things, not just sexuality, but that have been changed in comics, uh, much to the chagrin of, of many people. But that are, you know, either race or gender or different things that different characters have uh, come to the fore. like So um, like Bobby
2: Drake, Alan yeah. Scott. Who else?
0: and like Tim Drake uh, yeah Bobby, oh, two Bobby Drake's Alan Bobby God. Drake a Drake in each Marvel and DC I
2: think that's pretty much it right
0: um there's gotta be more I don't know there probably are more I can't oh Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy mm, uh, although yeah. that was a much longer process I was gonna
2: say like that that happened super organically
0: like over the course it of did. of for m- sure many
2: many years of like winky nods Actually, like I think, so did in a in a, a lot of ways. So did uh, Bobby Drake too. Yeah. Like oh, Jonathan Kent also. Well, Jonathan Kent what? was aged up. Like he just. Yeah, he doesn't did, count. Yeah, he doesn't
0: count. Yeah, why did Jonathan sp- Kent count? Because he, he just, was he was
1: he
2: just hit puberty.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's Goodbye. not like he,
1: it's not like when
2: he was twelve years old, he was a straight or gay or any kind of character. He was just a kid. Yeah. He went from he went from ten. To eighteen right. off-panel, so we don't know what his development was like. So it's it's less it's less of like uh, I enjoyed so many teenager adventures with him as a straight white guy, and now mm. he's you know what I mean. Like it was all of that development happened completely off. Yeah, he was a panel. he was a sexless. So it feels like a, he's a he new a character. a sexless
1: early teenager. You know,
0: he's a new well, character. But I right think always, he right? would still be counted in the like the DC. Like, look, we're doing these things with these characters and also for just his association with superman you know what i mean i i think there's an element of like we are making a change to a character in a positive way but i mean I, i i would still see it as and also for better or worse most Probably worse. Uh, Most people are assumed to be straight, especially fictional, until you are informed otherwise. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And also, like, I don't know, having having currently reading all of this shit, um, John, even though, like, what you broke down is true, John feels a little bit more like an outlier. Only because we knew very little about him as an adult. Hmm. So he even though he does, like, check all the boxes of these characters that are, you know, like, a part of this uh, representation initiative and or just are different than what we presumed, he just, he feels... Uh, I, I don't think it's a one-for-one one with, like, Tim, whereas there's, you know, decades yeah. worth of Tim stories, so it feels yeah, probably sure. more jarring, whereas John is just... And all of the headline like, the, the salacious headlines of, like, Superman's gay now, like, right. it's his son, is right, right. by. You're an idiot. Read the comic. Yeah.
0: Now I wonder if they will have a. By they, I mean the capital T. Everyone that makes media will have a character who is by with somebody of the gender that they would be with if they were straight, right? Because that's a much more difficult.
2: Oh yeah. Character a, to write. Yeah. Well, where, JD was mentioning yeah. like a, let's let's do a love triangle between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, awesome. with multiple genders, right? Like, let's just mm-hmm. whatever. Um, let's let's have a, a somebody that's bi date someone that's trans. Like, it, yeah, and also like some
1: see some poly characters. Why not? I got a bunch of poly friends.
2: Yeah, I think that'll be harder on a page.
1: Yeah.
2: Than. than <laughs> I mean, uh, sexual orientation.
1: We're, ki- uh, we're kind of getting it. We're kind of getting it with sure. uh, the thruple, right, from uh, Gene, Wolverine, and Scott.
2: Sure, yeah. Oh, that's been so off-panel, it's not even funny. Very off-panel. Uh, it yeah. It's
1: there, baby. It's baby. true. Yeah. We, we saw, we saw the, the schematics of their bedrooms and how they all connect.
2: And there was, like, if you read all of the Hickman stuff, there is there was a uh, Speedo joke between... Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. there's
1: scenes with Jean sort of like cuddling up to Scott and then there'll be another comic where she's cuddling up to Wolvie. hmm Yeah.
2: I'm counting it. I mean, when you, when you've, uh, when you've mastered immortality, you might as well just like have all the, right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Have all she the sex with all, all, the all the people's. Society's yeah. Society's reasons to yeah. not do whatever you want. Well, let's Tarko move on. Is the place to be. To what?
1: To Hulkling and Wiccan number one from Marvel Comics by Josh Truillo and Nashit Jody... Nishijima, Nishijima. Hulkling and Wiccan have found their happy ending at last, oh jeez! have found their happy ending at last, or have they? When a magical Woo. artifact shows them the paths not taken in life and love, will Billy and Teddy find their way back to each other? Will they even want to? I don't know, what? I didn't read it. I don't have an answer to this question. I'm gonna rely <laughs> on you, it. Noel and Brian, to, uh, to tell me. So-
0: they, do, they I, do want
2: to. I like they they, they want to be together, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I just became, like, self-aware that I've been shitting on this book almost the whole podcast. There's nothing wrong with this book. It is... Not what I heard. Very, <laughs> it's It is very twee. It's very sentimental, and it's you just... You keep saying that. twee. It's one of my new favorite kind of things. It means sentimental, cute, uh, slight, uh, kitty, cutie, twee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really what this is. Like it's, it's a, it's a rom-com trope of like seeing sli- uh, sliding doors and alternate life. What it would be like if you weren't with your spouse, because yeah. Um, I don't like this art and it's, it's just, huh? I don't like this
0: art. It's, it's very um, digital first art. I mean, it is. This was a digital. First. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Um, the stakes of the story are so small that it's like, cool. If, if these are your favorite characters, and you're 13, this book is dope. If you want yeah. to explore anything other than surface level and hijinks, this book is boring.
1: Uh, uh, that's a little reductive. I wouldn't put an age on it.
2: Um, I, oh, no, I mean, like, if, if if you're just a fan of these characters and you're younger and you don't want anything a little meatier.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, when people ship characters, this is that sort of... Like, oh, I yeah. ship these two characters, and this is the two of them on it, sort of, like, exploring their relationship a little bit. Right, from and what I, I can tell. I have a good
0: low stake story in, you know, in comics where the nothing dire happens. They're usually much shorter than regular stories, but uh, those can be fun. Yeah. You know, the ones yeah. where people are hanging out in between bigger things. Playing
1: or baseball. Or
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> giving each other things. Up. Love the baseball. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs>
0: like during yeah, I, I love those too. I prefer the ones. They do it less often, but I love to see them use their powers. Yes, in those kinds of events, you know, and and of course use their powers with the happy endings as well is always nice. Um, oh yeah, like a magical hand job. Yeah, no, for real. Like a magical hand job. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. I want a yeah. magical yeah.
1: hand job. That sounds awesome. Me too.
2: I mean, so, of does, my so does Teddy. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I want a magical yeah. hand
2: job. Unless the magic is
1: like spike palms
2: like I don't know, maybe not that. That's yeah, you want a magical Sp-
0: measurable. I said Teddy not Billy.
2: Like if uh, if that's something that if that's something that Billy likes. put i to spikes into his hands while like no. hey whatever. Um but that's not my thing. No, no, it's not that's my that's thing either. Yeah. Um that, the, yeah this was um this was it's just a you are you're right it does feel like um I, I mean, is that a thing we used to describe now? Digital first. It feels <laughs> very. Well, I think this actually wasn't first. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but that, like there's a feeling to it that it is digital yeah. first where it's like um, we can't do anything like actually earth shattering or different with right, these characters. Right. We only have five pages each. Um, yeah. So it always so it, no matter what, it feels weightless. Um, yeah. and I feel like you can the good that.
0: ones are interstitial stories yeah just like there you
2: go feature the character
0: it feels like up, a, yeah. it
2: feels like a story that adds up to very little
0: yeah yeah which can sometimes be awesome um, I, I think another quality that is very apparent in this one is the perception of the passage of time in the story that doesn't feel like it when you're reading it as a single issue um, oh yeah just like by the end of it they're like we've been through so much and i was like that wasn't that much <laughs> it was like one day and you're like "No, i'm actually yeah. gonna go back to my real prison when they with.
2: when they reprint you know, these digital firsts i, I don't know yeah. how many actual chapters this was digitally but h- how is it possible for it to feel fast and slow at the right. same time
0: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's six or seven page sprints and then it and then it's boring and then like, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's like fast and slow at the same time. Now I would want, I would read an entire issue, all 60 pages, however long this was of just their dinner party with North star, his husband yeah. and Bobby Drake who brought pie. Like yeah. to me, that is and like Boobilly, probably
0: who Billy changes the clothes of, which is like an interesting magic party thing to do. Like when your guests show up, you put them in party appropriate outfits.
2: I I think that like that seemed like a, like if I don't know, I guess I'm just more of like a character first person. Like I would, I would have rather seen this young new newlywed couple, uh, through the prism of a bachelor, a perpetual bachelor, like Bobby Drake, and then Mm. a successfully married older couple. Mm. Like I would explore that. And that would have been really cool because I am not familiar with many same sex relationships, long-term ones, right? Mm. Like, we don't get that a lot in comics so like talk through it but then it just kind of turned into this alternate life body swap hijinks and I was like alright yeah, that's fine I guess that's the thing they
0: set up in the dinner party like oh you guys never fight you know and it's all very um, on the nose too yeah. you know because it's, it has to be delivered so quickly in whenever page installments it, but they're like you guys never fight and then they have a disagreement about a very big issue and then they're like Whoa, and the married couple looks at each other and they're like you'll figure it out and then that is, the, that is the theme of this whole thing wherein they are presented with like people who they could be with that would fulfill each of their separate desires and there was not a lot of the like I have to give up everything I've ever wanted everything I thought I ever wanted to be with the person I love it was just very quick <laughs> like you get all of this in New York. You get all of this in space. Oh, no. Now I remember the real deal. And then they get back together.
1: Well, at the end here, it looks like Billy is not particularly – he's like – Holing is asleep and he is yeah. laying awake thinking about whatever happened in the issue and he does not look very happy anymore. Um, is this – Yeah. It looks like it's sowing the seeds of like marital um. – uh,
0: it's possible. I mean, I'm sure, and they might have been told, whoever was writing this, like, hey, we're going to be dealing with, Billy wants to spend more time on Earth, Hulkling is enjoying and also feeling responsible yeah. uh, out in out in space, and that's going to be a thing that is tension between them coming up, so if you want to tell a story about that, mm. go for it. Because um, he does look a little wistful yeah. at, at best, but... Um, it's kind of weird too that on that page you see the medium shots and then close-ups of both of their yeah. of their other yeah love I, interests. I went
2: backwards. I was like, "Oh wait, is is uh, is Teddy also having these thoughts?" No, no, no. That's just Billy thinking of no. both thinking of both.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, and I wonder what Teddy experienced <laughs> at yeah. that time. Um, I, yeah, do, so I feel bad for we'll
2: these say, these uh, these cats who are like had an experience and then had to forget it, I guess. I don't know. Were oh,
0: those real people? You think those are real people? I don't know.
2: I don't know yeah. if they were completely fabricated and, or they ha- also had like really weird yeah. out of body experiences and then. Yeah. Snapshot the it back and didn't that know. A- yeah. I don't know. I, I don't didn't know. learn anything from that. Was that to teach somebody else a lesson? The, the, book, <laughs> the book was, like I said, the book was like super fast and then super slow and that's super fast. and yes. Super slow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I placed the, uh, a, uh, the, the definition of twee at the bottom there.
0: Oh, very good. Adjective Adjecti- British, oh, British. Is that right? Excessively
2: or effectively quaint, pretty, or sentimental. Although the film's a bit twee, it's watchable. So, like,
0: cutesy. Indeed. Yeah. Something wrong. Did you put this? It's on yeah, the it's scroll. scrolling at the bottom of
1: yeah. the uh, Oh, there we
0: go. Awesome. Thanks. Now, can I take this moment also in the spirit of pride and um, a. Star Trek uh, Doctor Who thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to spoil the uh, most recent Strange New Worlds if people haven't seen they it, have but not. I can address that. Okay. Um, this this still applies. <coughs> um, so on Doctor Who recently, there was announced that there was a trans actor playing a character on Doctor Who, and very little of that stuff. It's still a ways in the future, so very little has been released, and... It is assumed that the character is also trans, um, but that's not known for sure. And a friend of mine and I, uh, a friend of the show, Rob Pellecchio, ah. who's seen and, and commented many times, um, were, were talking and wondering, when will the first time be that a trans actor is playing a character that is the gender that they present yeah. and the character is not trans? Right. Right? Right. Because that would be, I think, uh, an important milestone as well, Mm -hmm. right? That's what acting is, and why should they not play a character that is female if they're female-presenting, right? So then, just the next episode of Strange New Worlds that I watched had a trans actor playing a character who is female-presenting a... And is, uh, uses they, them pronouns, but is definitely not identified as trans. Ah. Like there is every indication on that show that they are, uh, you know, biologically female, whatever the appropriate term for that is. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. I had no idea that they were trans until, uh, I forget how I found it. I think I was just looking them up on IMDb or something like that Um, because that episode was also very good. I highly recommend it. I'm I'm uh, one behind. The the last one we watched
2: was the very upsetting um, Magellan one. Oh, yeah. How
1: many episodes are there? We've watched one. Seven.
2: Seven.
0: You've watched one. There are seven so far. The next six... Also very good.
2: Yeah, and, uh, Captain uh, Pike's hair keeps getting taller and the show yeah. gets you know better what they, the taller his hair gets.
0: You know what they refer to it as, apparently? Pike's Peak. the other cast members, Pike's Peak. Yeah. Pike's Peak! He's, he's <laughs> yeah. got
2: straight-up Johnny Bravo hair and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: funny. Which is right up there with uh, the Picard maneuver that Patrick Stewart's cast members would refer to when he tugged his shirt down oh. as he sits down. Yeah, because the Picard maneuver in universe is also like Something that Jean-Luc Picard did. Is there? A is, there
2: a, is there? Is there something? Do they have a? Is there a reference to um, Riker always stepping over a chair to sit in it?
0: Is there like a? You no, know, I've seen a supercut of that, but apparently that was because of his back. Uh, well, he's um, just he was super tall, and like all the set shit yeah. was like really low. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, a lot of that is spin, right? If you see a video that's like he sits down like a crazy person. <laughs> But then, if you look at it another way, it's like, what an awesome way to sit down on a chair. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, that's cool. You're, you're yeah. a fucking boss. Like, I'm just going to yeah, sit man. my leg over the chair. Sit that every leg time. over sit down. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Star Trek. Awesome. It's very good. We awesome go. nice. thing that it did. Awesome show. We're watching Very uh, Oh, I've heard that's good. It is. Uh, With the, what's
1: his name? Thanos.
0: Oh, Josh Brolin? Yeah. No, yep. Thanos. Josh Brolin. Oh, he's playing the role of yeah. Josh yeah. Role. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's, right. it's
2: Thanos on the phone. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. Right. It was, it's a whole thing.
1: All right, guys. Yeah. So time to get out of here and do my FOCs, my orders. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you here again next Monday at 9 p.m. where we will do this all over again, but with different books and different other things. Um, yeah. That's it. We're, we're that's done. It. Bye, Noel. Bye, Brian. Bye. Bye, everybody. We love you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Manion, PA. Yeah this on, hold